All right. Hello, my name is Martha Amrai, and I'm a claims attorney with Alps Insurance, and we welcome to you, you to the Alps podcast. Today, I'm talking with Katie Peterson. She is a law student working, going to school, and living in Washington, D.C., um, obviously during the pandemic, which gives her a perspective that most of us uh, didn't experience. And uh, we're talking with her today about um, how that experience has been and how that might shape her um, her uh, experience and um, I guess getting her ready for her her future career. Um, Katie, thank you for joining us. Hi. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and. Talk a little bit about my experience. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. So I uh, moved to Washington D.C. as you mentioned for law school uh, from Georgia. I went to the University of Georgia for undergraduate, and I studied women's studies and sociology. Um, so I think that really set me up nicely for law school, especially in terms of. What I'm interested in, um, that being advocacy and, and legislation that's centered around advocacy. Um, so I am feel like that has led me to sort of where I am now. Um, I basically grew up in the South. Um, DC is the furthest North that I've ever lived. Um, so I always tell people that I'm in the North, even though I get pushed back on that, saying I'm still the south I refuse to believe it all relative <laughs> I, say, I say no I'm a northeasterner now <laughs> I feel like I basically live in New York um so I yeah that's just a little bit about me um awesome. I was and what about in- school, school activities internship I know you're you've got a lot of other things going on what else are you involved in Absolutely. So I am currently on the board of if when how lawyering for reproductive justice. Uh, which is a national organization, but I'm on the board of the Washington College of Law chapter. Um, I was on the board this past year and will continue um, in my role as vice president next year. I also am currently interning for Women Lawyers on Guard, which is a small nonprofit that focuses on sexual harassment in legal profession. Awesome. Um, So what did the, let's, say March of last year was the beginning of all of the changes. Tell us about that first part of your first year um, and what was important, how things went with school and uh, studying and social life and all of that. The first part, um, post-pandemic after everything. Pre, Pre, yeah. Pre-pandemic. So pre-pandemic, I felt like I had a very normal law school career. Um, I was really close with my sort of section mates, which seems to be pretty common amongst law schools. You know, your, your section mates are the people you spend most of your time with. So I spent a lot of time with my friends that I made in my section in class and then going and having our lunches together in the cafeteria, going for a coffee spending a lot of time in the library studying together and, um, you know, really forming connections that 
we all expected to, you know, carry on um, through our, 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 excuse me, our law school careers. Um, whether or not that's happened, obviously everything was interrupted um, by this global pandemic. So it's been an adjustment definitely, and, and we'll get into that. But, you know, pre-pandemic, it really felt like a normal law school experience. I mean, it was stressful and yeah. it was exciting, it was new, um, you know, it, it was fun. And then obviously it had its less fun moments, but, you know, ultimately I think something that was present in my pre-pandemic law career that is a little less present now is just sort of that sense of camaraderie and being able to you know, when that big assignment's coming up or that really difficult test or project is coming up, you know, you kind of have that support system around, whether it's just, you know, commiserating and talking about how difficult everything is or getting good advice from people. Um, That was a really beneficial part of being in person. Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, tell us a little bit about how things changed March, 2020, and what um, differences there were to, you know, your entire life, basically. Yeah. So like so many people, um, my entire education moved online in March 2020, um, pretty close to our spring break. Um, and I mean, everything changed really, it was, um, my school, the school buildings closed down. We were unable to access the campus that, you know, I had been going to every day for almost a year. Um, it was much more difficult to get together with friends and talk about assignments or, um, you know, it was, it was fairly close to the end of the semester relatively. So, it was around the time that we started outlining and so studying started to look a lot different. And, you know, I remember when we first went online, definitely talking to my friends saying, Oh, we have to, you know, we have to zoom or FaceTime during class or after class, or basically trying to kind of hype ourselves up almost to stay connected, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a lot easier said than done. Yeah. So how has that been? Have you been able to maintain connections um, with online and limited ways of, um, you know, seeing people? Yeah, it's, it's a lot different. It's, I feel that I've been able to maintain closer friendships more easily. And it's been much more difficult for me to maintain those sort of acquaintances, um, and keep in touch with acquaintances. It's a lot of that sort of connecting is done via just social media now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if I have, you know, I do have acquaintances from my section or my law school in general who are not super active on social media, which obviously is fine. So, but it's just harder to kind of stay in touch with them. Like I, have no clue what some of the acquaintances that I had made my first year pre-pandemic, I don't know what they're up to now. Right, right. Um, 
which is just, it's just different. It, you know, I, I won't put a value judgment on it, but it's just a very different experience now. And then what about connections with faculty or, you know, decision-making by the university as things change and things develop? How has that been? I'd say that everything now is generally done a bit more slowly, um, especially in terms of trying to communicate with faculty or administration. It's more difficult now than it was pre-pandemic when we were in person. And it was so easy to see a professor in the hallway and stop them for a quick comment or question or go into their office hours, which almost all professors offered. Um, You know, it was just really, I felt like our professors and the administration as well were very accessible Whereas now I know everyone's trying their best, but it's just more difficult to have those sort of quick informal conversations that you might have with a professor or administrator that you really like. Yeah. So when we were, you know, chatting and planning for the podcast, you and I talked a little bit about the importance of the first year finals and you know, back in the day when I went to law school, it sounds like not much has changed, but, you know, you, you basically studied and you prepared all year for this one set of tests that not only determined your grades for the first year, but really put you in a place where you either did or didn't have, you know, you either had opportunities or maybe your opportunities were limited or you kind of had your place in class rank, um, all based on this one set of tests. And we could probably debate how for, you know, three days about how that is um, fair, not fair, you know, good, bad. But that's the reality is that these tests at at the end of the first year are very, very important. Um, Based on the timeline, these came about right after, you know, the lockdown came into effect. So tell us a little bit about that um, and how that worked, how, uh, you know, that has, um, you know, found its place for you in terms of the importance of your experience in law school and, and uh, any other details. Yeah, I'm, you're absolutely right. And it stays the case that your first year of law school grades and GPA are of paramount importance in a lot of students' lives, Um, you know, particularly those interested in, you know, working at a law firm or maybe corporate law or big law. I put quotation marks around that um, because people might interpret that to mean different things, but Mm -hmm. they're extremely important to this day. And so my school did have, um, after the pandemic really became very serious in America and we decided to close um, the school down and move to virtual classes. There was a pretty intense debate over whether we should maintain the A through F grading system or transition to a pass-fail grading system, which um, some schools, some law schools adopted very early on. And because of 
the pandemic, the change in circumstances that everybody was undergoing and trying to cope with. Um, and there was a lot of discussion uh, amongst the community. Um, a lot of proponents for pass fail were of course making arguments that our circumstances had changed drastically and some people working from home have to care for other relatives or maybe don't have the best environment in which to study. Like there's just a host of variables that could affect someone's performance on an exam, which I agree with all of those points. Um, and then others who were in favor of keeping the A through F grading system made a lot of the same points that you just made in terms of how important GPA is to law school to law students um, entering the workforce and how, especially because it was not, to my understanding, it was not 100% uniform throughout law schools in the country, um, whether or not it was going to be pass fail or graded A through F. Um, so there was discussion there as well in terms of our students who go to an A, who maintain the A through F grading system and apply to a job, will they have some advantage over a student whose school adopted pass fail? So those were kind of the arguments on both sides. I personally did not feel super strongly about either one. I understood both sides of the argument. Um, mm -hmm. That's sort of the, I think maybe future politician in me <laughs> being trying to be moderate. Um, but ultimately my school adopted pass fail. And um, in retrospect, I appreciated it personally based on my performance on my property exam. <laughs> I yeah. really, really appreciated the pass fail um, aspect of it. But I, I really think that people still continue to study and work hard. And, you yeah. know, I, I don't yeah. think anyone's work ethic really changed because of it. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, we all have to take the bar anyways. And we're all paying a lot of money to attend law school. So, you know, it really doesn't make sense to not try. So I think some of the concerns that people had while I understand them were just mitigated by, um, you know, each individual's work effort and, and ethic and mm -hmm. desire to personal desire to do well, regardless of being graded or not. And you're completely right that we could debate for a yeah. long time about the yeah. marriage. Um, so those, it really just hurts you if you don't figure it out, you know, exactly. at the first opportunity. Yeah, exactly. That's completely right. Yeah. So after the finals, um, tell us about your summer, your first summer. Yeah. So my first summer, I decided to go down to Georgia to stay with my parents who live there. Um, just mainly because of all of the uncertainty surrounded COVID, surrounding COVID and DC is a very populous region and I have a dog. So I would have to go out frequently to take her out. And there was just a lot of uncertainty surrounding, you know, how contagious it was, what outdoor space. So all of that saying that I ultimately decided to go spend the summer with my parents so that I could sort of socially distance even more um at their house and limit my exposure to other individuals um, right because 
There is a big difference between I'm imagining, you know, where you where your parents are in Virginia and, you know, in the middle of D.C. in terms of space and uh, contact with other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my parents are in Georgia. Um, so I went down and stayed with them and they have their house and they have a backyard and right. their neighborhood is very it's just not very busy. I live in a neighborhood in DC that's there's always, always, always 100% people walking around outside near my apartment. Or I will always, while walking my dog or even taking her out to go to the bathroom, I will always run into another person. So having a yard was a huge game changer. Yeah. Um, And were you able to work or do internships or uh, be involved in law law related activities um, from your home in Georgia? I was. So fortunately, a lot of places um, adapted to work from home pretty quickly. Um, I was one of the silver linings, I'll say, of the pandemic, at least in terms of being a law student, was that I had access to a lot more opportunities that I maybe wouldn't normally have access to just in terms of, you know, being online, you have the opportunity to work for someone who might be in a different state um, that you might otherwise being in person, not have access to that opportunity. Um, But I was able to start my job with women lawyers on guard, um, which I've been at for almost a year now. And I started working virtually for them. And I also did a corporate externship where I worked for um, virtually for Boral Material Technologies, um, which is a company based in Australia. And I did a, uh, a seminar to accompany that. So I, would, so I got some credit for it. Um, awesome. But I could do both of those virtually. Yeah, great. All right, so you you made the decision and made the move back to DC after this summer. But what about your um, your fellow, you know, students, your colleagues in school? Um, did everybody make it back? How did how did the second year go? Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, I definitely had the thought of, you know is it worth it to go back if we're going to be online just because it's so expensive to live in DC? Um, Mm -hmm. And so I, I definitely had that thought, but I, I decided ultimately to come back because I, I really like DC and I, I like where I live, but I do know some people who have either not come back at all or have come back and then have been traveling a lot Um, I know one person, one of my peers who went abroad to Europe, I think, um, for a while and has now come back. I know a couple people whose families are in Florida. So especially during the winter months, they were enjoying the Florida heat while we were all freezing. (laughs) Yeah. While doing online school. Yeah. Yes. All of this while doing online school. Um, And which is a bit ironic just considering that our school decided to cancel our spring break out of concern that people would be traveling, um, which again is just sort of funny because people were traveling already regardless. Um, But people have 
really been able to sort of take their schedule and kind of take their life, I guess, almost back into their own hands, just in terms of being able to live where they want and, you know, do what they want in their free time while also going to school. And so I think that there's been a lot of flexibility for people online. So um, you are in your early 20s. Um, You live by yourself. Um, Your job really, you know, looking back, what I would say is to socialize and, you know, have those personal connections, especially when your your family is all in Georgia. Um, Has that been hard for you? It has been. yeah, it's, it has been hard. I've been trying to really maintain um, as much social distancing as I can. I've really, really been trying in the past year to stay in as much and really avoid contact with people who are not in my bubble, I guess you could say, which mm-hmm. is very small <laughs> um, as it should be. And so it's, but even with people within my bubble, it's been difficult to try to find the time to hang out or get together. Um, you know, my, my friends are obviously just as busy as I am. They all have their own lives. And so that's been a bit disappointing. Um, just because when you're in person, it is, so easy to get lunch with someone between class or meet them at the library or like I mentioned, get a coffee or something. But now it really is, you have to go out of your way to see people, um, which I think for a lot of people has just meant seeing people less. Um, It's just easier to stay in and, and maybe FaceTime or Zoom or something as opposed to actually taking the, you know, risk to go out and especially, oh my gosh, in DC, trying to find parking or if you're doing public transportation, it really is a lot of people around. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a hassle to get together with people now, honestly. Um, So I would say that, yeah, my social life has definitely been a bit, (laughs) uh, it's taken a couple steps back, I think, since I moved to DC. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at, I mean, hopefully we're, you know, new developments are coming and we're, you know, having more opportunities uh, in the very near future. Going forward, what are your thoughts about how, you know, we've all been through this pandemic. Not very many of us have been through it while essentially training for our career. Um, You know, as it, as you are in, you know, right smack in the middle of your law school um, experience. Um, How do you think that that, I guess, hinders you in one way? And we can talk about benefits, but what do you see as the pros versus cons with um, you experiencing this at this point in your life? Well, I think one of the biggest cons that jumps to mind um, is just I think it's impossible to quantify the opportunity cost of missing out on over a year of in-person education. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, 
law professors and administrators are such great resources for all types of reasons, but especially when it comes to, you know, finding work, finding a job, it is so much easier to be able to go up to a professor, you know, between classes or at lunch and talk to them about what you're interested in. It's, it's just a lot easier, I think, to find opportunities when you're in person than it is now. Now being online, there's almost a sort of formality to everything that was not there when we were in person. You know, now I spend way too long writing simple emails, questioning whether something should be a question mark or if I should include an exclamation point or, you know, does that make me seem too eager? So it's just kind of all of these consider extra considerations that you don't really need to take into account when you're in person because it's much more natural to communicate with someone um, in person, I think. So that is, I think, one of the biggest detriments is just not knowing what kind of opportunities could have been available to me that I wasn't able to take advantage of. Um, But I also think at the same time, I've become more flexible. Um, I think a lot of people have become more flexible because of this experience. Um, It just really goes to show that you never know, never know what could happen. I don't think anyone foresaw a global pandemic happening. So I think it, at the same time, while, yes, I might've lost out on some experiences, at least now I feel like I personally am, am a more flexible person and I don't worry myself so much when something might go wrong. Yeah. And what, if you know, does your summer, your last uh, summer um, in law school and then your third year look like? So this summer, I just signed up for a summer course and I will continue my work with Women Lawyers on Guard. Um, I'm really focused on <laughs> trying to fundraise for them and, and find some, some money for the projects that we're trying to accomplish. Um, and in terms of my third year, my final year at law school should be pretty exciting. I will be teaching through the Marshall Brennan Constitutional Literacy Project. So I'll be teaching in DC public high schools um, about the democratic process and the US constitution and some of the law that has been established by the constitution through cases over the years. And I also will be partaking in the gender justice clinic at WCL. So I'll have the opportunity to be um, a student lawyer, which I'm really excited about. Great. Uh, And I know it's looking ahead um, and maybe there's uh, not a clear plan, but what do you plan after law school? Oh, it's an excellent question. I ask myself that every morning when I wake up. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope to work on legislation um, in some capacity, whether it be working with the government and I'm hoping to find a job on the Hill sometime soon um, in some capacity. So whether I'm working for the government on legislation or working for some sort of nonprofit or NGO, I know that I want to be involved in making the law um, through legislation. 
So, and has your interest in policy and legislation, uh, you know, been formed by or been altered by your experience over the last year? Absolutely. I think over the last year, I have really learned a lot more about particularly federalism and the role between um, the role that each local state and then the federal government plays in these important functions, such as administering vaccines or tests or um, just sort of emergency preparedness in general. Um, And also I think in this past year, the pandemic has really exacerbated a lot of social inequalities Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've I've been passionate about um, for a long time, and now I think is a really good time for young activists and put future legislators like me to really examine what our role should be in trying to end some of the inequality um, that's present in um, at least American culture and society. Awesome. Well, gosh, it's really great to hear from you and about your experience. And I think that, you know, what you're doing is, um, you know, you can hear your passion about uh, your future career, which is amazing. Uh, We're really excited, uh, not not only to hear your story and have you here, but, um, you know, have uh, hopefully hear what you end up doing in the future and your path forward. So I really appreciate your time. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will think that, uh, your thoughts and your experience or experiences have been, you know, this, this has been really interesting. I'm sure lots of people will find it interesting and we sure appreciate, um, having you. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks Katie. <laughs>